Hey, it's Zach, and I'm back with another episode of Elevate and Accelerate. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about something I am calling the story mindset. If you've followed me at all, you know that I am always talking about story as it relates to your business, your marketing, and primarily your brand, because your brand is your story. However, story is so much more than a brand building marketing strategy. Story has the power to change your life and the lives of those around you. Story is what connects us all together and is something shared with every human being around the world. So in today's episode, I want to introduce you to the foundation of the story mindset and start the conversation about how you can harness the power of story to live the life you have always wanted. So without further ado, let's get started. The story mindset is a shift in how we interpret the world and gives us the power to write our own future. You see, stories are always being told, written, shared, accepted, or rejected. Our minds are literally wired for stories, which I'll show you in a little bit. And if you are not in control of your story, then something or someone else is. Whether that is external circumstances outside of your control or internal stories you are telling yourself that are keeping you from success, or stories that others are telling you that you're accepting as true. It doesn't matter who you are, every single human being has a story, and they are either in control of that story or being controlled by a story. What I want you to see is that you have the power to be in control of your story and how it's being written starting today. And this knowledge and this understanding will be able to give you everything that you need to live a greater life of success in the way that you define it. So let me ask you this. Are you ready to live your best life? Are you ready to feel the power of freedom to achieve greater success in your business or your career, to understand your why and your purpose, to connect deeply with yourself and others, and to become a magnet to success? then I'm here to tell you that all of that begins and ends with story. That's right. That's it. That's the secret. Your superpower is knowing and understanding and using your story in the right ways, in the right places, and at the right times for the greatest impact, whether that's in your own life, in your business, or in the lives of those that are around you. In his book, Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey recalls a TV commercial that he did for Lincoln Cars back in 2014. In his book, he quotes himself in the commercial, which which he says, sometimes you got to go back to actually move forward. I don't mean going back to reminisce or chase ghosts. I mean going back to see where you came from, where you've been, how you got here, and to see where you're going. I I know there are those who say you can't go back, but yes, you can. You have to go and look in the right place. So look, Matthew McConaughey said that way better than I did with a whole lot more drama and everything else involved. But there's a lot of things that he says, albeit in this car commercial, that I think are really important important for us to point out. First and foremost, you need to go back to see where you came from, where you've been. But knowing your story is just the start. Story has power in the past, present, and future. The story of your past has already been written, but how you interpret that past affects your present and influences your future. 
Stories you are being told, whether you are telling them to yourself or others are telling them to you, are affecting you right now, even as you listen to me talk about it. Story is impacting your present moment and story is reaching into your future. By being in control of your story today, you can influence and impact your tomorrow. But before we get into that, let's follow Matthew's advice. So before we go forward, we need to go back. And in this case, I want to take you back tens of thousands of years. Now, the reason why I want to take you back that far is because I want you to see that story is rooted so far into our past that it is hard to tell whether storytelling was a part of who we are back then or a part of who we are now because of what happened. I had the opportunity to talk with a renowned anthropologist and author, Brian Fagan, about the impact of story in humans. So he talks about how the Cro-Magnon, which are predecessors to Homo sapiens, who we are today, survived the last ice age, which was over 2000 years ago, in part because they had institutional memory through symbolic storytelling, which gave them a relationship with the forces of the environment and supernatural forces, which governed their world. The reason why we exist today and we're able to survive through the ice age is because of cave drawings. That's right. Cave drawings. The earliest forms of storytelling date back over 60,000 years ago, and researchers and scientists are never going to be sure as to the true purpose of these abstract drawings and hand stencils and things that they've seen on caves dating back that far, but they speculate that it was meant to signify a special location or commemorate a special event that took place either there or in the area. As cultures and societies changed and evolved, so did the art of storytelling. So did the style of storytelling from abstract art to full hunting scenes to, to much more in these cave drawings, all the way to the oral tradition that we're familiar with today and dating back to the 6th and 7th century BCE. So from the Ice Age to the Iliad, storytelling has been around since the dawn of humanity. It has helped us survive. It's established cultures and societies. It has impacted who we are and how we interact with each other. And storytelling still continues today. Again, as our cultures and societies and, and technology changes, so does the way in which we tell stories. But the purpose has always remained the same. So the question that I ask is, why is storytelling so much a part of who we are as humans? If we're looking all the way back into the cave drawings or why it was how and how it was we were to survive the ice age, was storytelling already a part of our chemistry long before the cave drawings? It's really just a chicken or the egg conversation and I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. But what I do know is that story does not just find its roots in ancient history. It also is in our very biology. Story is not just a part of our past, but it's a part of our present too. Story in science. Yuri Hassan, a professor of neuroscience at Princeton University, says that as you hear a story unfold, your brain waves start to synchronize with the person who's telling the story. And in his research, he and his team discovered that the more an individual who is hearing the story can comprehend it, the more their brainwave patterns would mirror those of the storyteller. So when our brainwaves are in sync with someone else's, we can relate to each other on a deeper level. We begin to feel what they are feeling, sense what they are sensing. We begin to click with that person. 
So what is it that makes you feel like you just click with some people and not with others? Well, research like Dr. Hassan's is showing us that we feel what we feel as a gut instinct about someone or something could probably be the synchronization of our brainwaves and energy or the lack thereof. And story is a powerful way for you to click with your audience. It doesn't matter if it's a job interview or a speaking engagement or your prospects or clients or friends and family members. When you can tell your story well and and the story of a prospect or a client or somebody somebody else's story, when you can tell a story well, your audience will not only remember that story, but they'll be inclined to share it with others as well. The science of storytelling in the brain involves the activation of various neural networks and cognitive processes. The brain can process and understand stories by recognizing patterns, making connections, simulating experiences. The areas of the brain associated with language and memory and emotion are all particularly active when we hear or read a story. So all of these things play together to show us that story is just a part of our brain and biological makeup as well. But it goes even further than that. You see, scientists have discovered that storytelling releases a neuropeptide in our brains called oxytocin. Oxytocin is commonly known as the bonding hormone and plays a crucial role in the building and maintaining of relationships. It increases our feelings of trust and empathy and connection between individuals in the community. So when we hear a story, our brains release oxytocin, which creates a sense of connection with the person telling the story and the characters within it. This is literally a chemical reaction on the basis of hearing and sharing stories. And oxytocin plays a critical role in building trust and empathy. It is literally what connects us all together. When you get together with friends that you haven't seen in 15 years and you can pick up where you left off, I, I posit that a big part of that is because you have written a story together and your stories are intertwined. To me, relationship is nothing more than the intertwining of stories. However long that intertwining happens, whatever break or whatever situation uh uh, results in you shifting your stories into different directions, that time spent together is a part of your stories and never changes. That connection that happened, that bond that happened through the releasing of brain chemicals and brain waves and all those different things is inseparable. It will always be there. And so the stories in this moment that you have lived and how you interpret the stories of your past are also affecting those chemical brain waves now and in the present. Science has found that storytelling not only plays a crucial role in building and the maintaining of these relationships, but that when these hormones are being released in our brains, we actually feel the feelings as if we were living the situation in real time. There's a lot of trauma conversation and things that people talk about where every time you're triggered in that moment, you are feeling it again as if it was in that particular instance. Your body doesn't understand the difference between the chemicals that are being released now and when it happened in the past. And so when you continue to tell your story and tell yourself stories and, and interpret stories of your past in this moment, you are reliving and reinforcing those stories, which then impacts your future, let alone how you feel in the moment.
The psychology around the stories that we tell ourselves is called narrative psychology. So if you want to take a deeper look into what that means, check out narrative psychology. But the idea that these self-narratives shape how we view ourselves, our circumstances, and the world around us is the core principle behind narrative psychology. And so I want you to ask yourself this question. What stories are you telling yourself right now that are keeping you from being able to achieve the next level of success in your life? What stories are you taking on as true that other people are telling you that are impacting the way that you see yourself and the way that you show up in the world? What stories or narratives are you placing on circumstances that happened in the past that keep you from being able to move forward in the present or into the future? You see, the stories that we tell ourselves directly impact our ability to be able to grow, to show up in the world the way that we want to, and to really be able to have a greater level of success, however it is that you might define that. Success isn't uh, just having a business that makes you millions of dollars. Success could be being a great father, a great husband, a great wife or daughter or son or a great coworker. Whatever success looks like to you, it is all rooted in these stories that we tell ourselves and how we can shape the future. So what I want to leave you with here is what are some tips and strategies or things that you can be doing to have what I call a story mindset? How can you take the realization of how story is a part of who we are historically speaking? It's also impacting in a part of who we are biologically and chemically speaking. And it's also a part of who we want to be moving into the future. So how can we shape that? How can we take these internal and external narratives that are being created to shape our mindset in a way that can determine the type of future we want to create for ourselves and how we approach challenges and risks and things that we face, whether in our personal lives or in our businesses. So here's a number of things. I'll give you a list of maybe 10 things that you can start doing right away to help impact and control the stories that you tell yourself, which is essential for helping you to achieve that next level of success and personal growth. First and foremost, it starts with awareness. We can always be aware of a deeper level within ourselves and, and other things, but the first step is becoming aware of the stories that you tell yourself in the first place. Pay attention to your thoughts and self-talk, as they call it. Are you mostly positive and empowering, or are they negative and self-limiting? Journaling can be a great way for you to be able to track these things. Step two is then challenging those negative beliefs. Again, there's a lot of other experts out there who talk about this stuff on a deeper level and know much more about it than I do and probably practice it much better than I do. But understanding how and challenging the negative beliefs that show up in your own mind is a great way and a great step into changing the mindset as well. So first you need to identify those self-limiting beliefs or the negative stories and then challenge them. Ask yourself whether or not they are based in fact, or are they just assumptions? Is there any concrete reasons for you to believe those stories or are they just products of fear and past failures? And really, again, that word failure is interesting because you're only seeing it as a failure because that's the narrative that you created around that. You can look into victim mindset and a lot of these other things, too, that talk about that even further. But really, failures are an opportunity for us to learn and grow, which brings us to my third point, which is reframing those thoughts. 
replacing that negative or self-limiting thoughts with more positive and constructive ones is the next step in being able to, to not only be aware of and then identify those negative things, but then to turn them into something positive. So if you find yourself saying, I can't go after that business venture. I can't go after this merger, this acquisition. I can't I can't go to that job interview because I'm not capable enough. I'm not I don't have the ability or the experience to be able to do it, so I just can't do it. You can reframe it as I can face these challenges. I might not have all of the information or skill sets that I need, but I have the power to go after that and then learn from my ex- mistake right? Or I do have the ability. Look at the past achievements that I have had. I've been able to build a business. I have gotten jobs before in the past that that I was able to learn and learn quickly and do well at. So I can do that for this one too. So again, reframing your thoughts. Number four, setting realistic goals. I'm a part of a men's group that helps check our egos and do all sorts of things uh, of my own personal growth and the things that I want to do. And a big part of that is being able to understand how and where um, I can set proper goals and achieve those goals. Accountability is a big part of this, this men's group. And at the end, we talk about the things that we want to be held accountable for for the next week. And if we don't set realistic goals, then we don't... we. We don't accomplish those goals and it's reinforcing that negative self-talk, if you will, that I'm not capable, that I can't do this, that I can't be consistent. And so a big part of reshaping and rewriting your story is by writing and setting realistic goals to help you achieve them and to see that you are capable and, and to celebrate those small wins along the way. Uh, there's a practice called Kaizen, I believe, which is just talking about 1% improvements. How can I be 1% better each day or in each area of my life? And that 1% over time becomes very exponential. Number five, practice self-compassion. This is probably one of the hardest things, and I've experienced this with entrepreneurs especially, um, but I believe that this is true across the board for many, many people that hold themselves to a higher level of standards. Practicing self-compassion is about being kind to yourself too. We are our biggest critics. When we make mistakes or get setbacks or if we don't achieve things in the way that we thought we should have achieved them, then we start to write narratives around why that didn't happen. And a lot of times it's a very critical look at our abilities or our circumstances or whatever that might be. And so practicing self-compassion allows you the opportunity to grow and treat yourself as you would a friend who just stumbled through something. Learn from that, practice self-compassion and see how you can reshape the stories that you tell yourself and how that impacts your future. The next one is visualization. Okay. Number six, visualization. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. There's a lot of other self-help gurus out there who talk about visualization as a key tool to being able to reinforce those positive stories that you're telling yourself back on the other one when we talked about reframing. When you can visualize your success and the path to achieving your goals, then you can boost your self-confidence and motivation to be able to achieve those goals. You're essentially rewriting the story of what you want to achieve and now changing the outcome of your future. Seeing and seeking feedback from other people is the next one. 
a lot of times our self narratives are based on inaccurate perceptions of ourself or from other people putting on us. So again, a big part of this men's group is being able to have people on the outside who are going to speak honestly into my life in the form of mentors or coaches or trusted friends who have a more objective perspective on a certain situation and my abilities and my abilities of progressing and how I've been uh, moving and growing over time. And so if you are in a business, you should have a business coach, not just to be able to tell you what you can do better in your business, but areas where you can grow personally as well. It is a great way to be able to get good and objective feedback to reshape some of those stories that are keeping you from taking the next step of success. Next is just learning from your failures. We mentioned that a little bit earlier, but instead of seeing your failure as a confirmation of your negative self story, view it as a valuable learning lesson and an opportunity for you to do something better and to be better. Rewrite that story and analyze what went wrong. Adjust your approach and use that as a stepping stone towards future success. The last two here, um, I can kind of combine together, but I'm going to separate them out and I'm going to call that practicing self-care and mindfulness and meditation. Practicing self-care is taking care of your physical, mental, and spiritual self. Now for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I love God. That's my spiritual side of things. Um, I know that's not everybody's and it's, it's your choice. Um, and so I'm not putting that on you, but practicing self-care is the ability for you to be able to understand and know and be healthy in each of those areas of your life, however you see that. And so again, if you're not taking care of yourself physically, it's really hard to take care of yourself mentally. And so uh, whether that's going for a walk, going to the gym, all of that allows you to be able to uh, improve your self-esteem and your resilience, your ability to be able to control your nervous system, having a balanced diet, getting adequate sleep. All of these things can contribute to a positive self-story about yourself and who you are and get you out of that cycle of shame and guilt and doubt. Mindfulness and meditation are another part of this where these practices really can help you become more and more aware at a deeper level of your thoughts and emotions and allow you to respond even in your present moment to that negative narrative that you have or the stories that come up that are keeping you from moving forward in a positive way with greater self-control and greater objectivity. Remember that changing your self-narrative takes time and effort. This isn't something that you're just going to do overnight, but by practicing these steps that I just shared with you today, you be, you can become increasingly aware and changing that self-narrative and how it impacts your current situation, how you interpret your past situations and circumstances, and ultimately influence how you move into the future with greater success. And over time, you're going to see how this story mindset positively impacts every part of your life. It all just starts with step one. So wherever you are, if you've already started with the awareness, if you've already started to, to reflect on these things or to try to change those things, take continue to take those steps and the next step that's going to lead you to greater success and see how story is not just a part of you, it's a part of all of us and how we can share and bond and connect together.
Hopefully you found some value in this. Hopefully you can see how having a story mindset is something that can influence not just your business, but also your life. And if you did, if you found some value, please like, subscribe, uh, reach out. If you have any questions, we'd be happy to help. And as always, thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Uh, and I look forward to the next time.